0: Welcome back to season two on, of Let's Be Great One Five, our YMCA Rock River Valley podcast dedicated to all things healthy living. I'm Melissa Burns here along with my co-host, Gina Carvelis.
1: Yeah. Hi. It's, it's good to be back. We had a little break and, and now we're back in action and we're kicking it off. You know, I love when we have the experts on to talk to us and today we definitely do. I'm really excited to have Dr. Nadine Johnson with us today. Nadine Johnson is a naturopathic doctor, acupuncturist and massage therapist who has a wide range of skills and interests developed over more than 15 years of practice. While practicing as a massage therapist, she developed a keen interest in how the body works and how to support the whole body back to health. This led her to enroll in National University of Health Sciences in order to get her doctorate in naturopathic medicine and masters in acupuncture. She has participated in internships in Nicaragua and China, as well as a multitude of specialized trainings to round out her clinical experience. She has had a lifelong interest in health and is passionate about bringing out the best, most vibrant health in people. Nadine brings a wealth of skills, critical thinking, intuition, empathy, and enthusiasm to her patients and to help them take the next steps on their health journey. So thank you so much, Dr. Johnson, for being here with us today. Thank you so much. I am thrilled to be here. (laughs) We're (laughs) excited to have you.
0: Yes. It's so great to have you. Thank you. Well, that is quite the extensive and impressive resume you have, Dr. Nadine Johnson. Um, do you mind (laughs) giving us an overview of what exactly natural how do you natural you're gonna have to help me out?
2: Yeah, that's okay. Naturopathic medicine.
0: Yes, is and how is it differ from conventional medicine?
2: Thanks so much for asking. Yeah, that's an excellent question. Um, Naturopathic medicine actually is a distinct and separate form of healthcare in and of itself. Um, It uses safe and effective treatments. It focuses on correcting the original core problem. Um, but it uses a combo of natural medicines to work with that. And it's grounded in six really foundational principles, which are first, do no harm. As a naturopathic doctor, you are a teacher. So education is really important in naturopathic medicine. We uh, are really big on prevention. We like to prevent illness instead of treating it after it started. Uh, we treat the whole person and we work with the whole body um, in terms of the healing power of nature. Everybody's body has its own healing power and we work with that. So it's a very gentle form of medicine and we really work complementary and right alongside conventional medicine because conventional medicine is excellent at what it does. It treats acute problems. It's very good at emergency, you know, things like that. Um, And naturopathic medicine is very, very good at preventing and at treating chronic things because we like to take a lot of time with people. We take a broad view uh, of what's going on in the body. And we will look at All the systems, and we will look at everything that's going in the body. We don't just look at, like, if your big toe is hurting, you know, we don't just look at the big toe. We will look at, well, um, you know, what's your exercise? How's your sleep? What are toxins that, you know, you're intaking? What's your diet like? What's your stress level? So it's really wide ranging, um, but very, very uh, gentle at the same time.
1: Okay, great. That, that's, uh, it's, it's so interesting. It really is. And I'm not that familiar with it. So I'm probably going to ask a lot of questions. Um, I, I love the idea of sort it, it sounds to me like it's it's not just treating a problem, but it's getting to the root of that problem. So sometimes you go and yeah, you have an ache or a pain and they give you something for it, but this is more, well, why do you have that ache or pain? Correct. Like take the Take the idea of migraines, for
2: instance. So, you know, you might go to a conventional doctor and they'll give you Imitrex or whatever, you know, a drug. And, but if you come to a naturopathic doctor, they will look at well, what are your hormones doing? Are they out of balance? Are yeah. you eating foods that you're intolerant to and mm. they're triggering off something? Are you getting enough exercise to handle your stress? Mm-hmm. You enough water? so right. yep, you look at all the
1: foundation foundational things to treat an issue okay so i'm curious then is there additional training involved to become a naturopathic doctor and what does that involve well it is very involved and very rigorous um
2: you basically go to a regular medical school and take the same medical training that a medical doctor will take like okay. we have cadaver dissection we have pathology we have you know drugs and stuff like that and Mm -hmm. then we take all the training uh for the natural medicine part which is lots of classes in diet we'll take psychology we'll take counseling we'll take physical medicine we'll take um botanicals or herb medicine how to diet uh dose that and use that we'll take supplements um so it's you know, and then homeopathy. So it's a whole lot of stuff added on to a regular medical training. Mm -hmm. Wow, Mm -hmm. that's amazing.
0: Yeah, it's very interesting, you know, to um, be able to mix both worlds, like you said, work along, right, right alongside, you know, traditional medicine, you know, for example, and um, you talked about, you know, emergencies and Um, It's just, I just thinking back to um, some of our clients that we see at the Y and just members, you get to know, you know, it would be great to refer them. If this isn't working for you, try this, you know? Mm -hmm. And so I think this would be uh, definitely, because a lot of times people come to us at the Y and uh, we learn so much more than what we're certified for, right? And so it's great to have these resources in our back pockets. Uh, to just listen to them. Cause at the end of the day, we just want to help. Um, and sometimes we find ourselves turning into more of a counselor <laughs> than, a, you know, a trainer or, you know, yeah. what that may be. But um, just to be able to refer someone uh, to someone like you, I think this is great. This is really good information. So um, awesome. I was just, I was going to ask too, what type of treatments do you use? What are most
2: common, I guess,
0: in your practice? So-
2: most commonly, we will use um, diet to address things first of all, uh, because there's a lot of functional foods that uh, people, you know, can use naturally to help conditions like using using celery for hypertension. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll do diet. We'll use supplements. You know, minerals is really big for me because we are missing a lot of minerals in our diet. Uh, we do um, we can use physical medicine. So I especially put massage therapy under that and then acupuncture. Mm-hmm. Um, we look at lab tests and we can evaluate lab tests and see where you're deficient and where we need to help supplement. Um, we use homeopathy, which is a special modality underneath that uh, that we can um, use for all kinds of uh, conditions. Um, and we use herbs, we can use water treatment, um, and it really varies by each naturopathic doctor. Some specialize in different things. Um, I specialize more in detoxification and drainage, using mm-hmm. specific mm-hmm. substances to help drain the toxins out of the body. So it's highly, highly needed and, and um, effective. So that on kind of that note,
0: right? I was, Yeah. I was just curious with detoxing, what, um, how often do you recommend someone do
2: that? So that's a great question. And so that would really depend on number one, that person's vitality. So how vital are they, you know, do they have enough energy to do a detox? Um, and when you do detox, you need to do not only a detoxification, but you need to do to get rid of all those things that your body is, you know, converting. So the toxins come in, your body converts them into a form that it can get rid of. But if the pathways to get rid of them are not working right, Mm -hmm. then you're just going to recirculate the toxins. Mm -hmm. So it depends on what you're taking in. It depends on how, you know, how vital you are. And it kind of depends on, um, where you're at in life. So in other words, there's no one answer to that question. It depends on each person. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. We get that question from time to time, oh,
0: you know, should I do it once a year? Should I do it once a month? And so.
1: So so I think detox is a daily thing that you do. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. By, by what you're eating, what you're putting into your body and things like that, making, being aware of. Yep. Bingo. Okay. And then if someone, say someone wants to do like a detox, like they've never detoxed before, or they're, or they're just, would a person ever do something where they are on a protocol and maybe for a week they're taking certain supplements or maybe they're doing a fast, I, you know, I don't know. Is there ever like an all-in-one detox before you're doing the daily, you know, maintaining it daily?
2: Oh, like, like, would you do a special? Yeah, absolutely. Especially in Chinese medicine, they encourage you to do a a yearly, a twice yearly, like in the spring and in the fall, because that's when everything changes. Okay. So um, Mm -hmm. to do, you know, like a light fast, you know, drink more water, Mm -hmm. maybe do more rest, or you could go as far as to do just a complete water fast.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I'm actually, it's kind of ironic and not to share, but I'm actually doing one today. I'm, I'm fasting today because um, I have a, a crazy day and I know I'm not going to be working out today. And every once in a while I used to do these and I haven't done one in a very long time. And they're harder for me now. I'm, I'm hungry and it's pretty early in the day still. But mm-hmm. um, I've just done some research and read about, you know, autophagy and things like that that happen after an extended fast so that that's really all of this is really super interesting to me um like i'm we're gonna we're gonna wrap this up and i'm going to book an appointment but um (laughs) and so that makes me wonder and i bet you our listeners will be too this type of treatment is it usually is this something that is covered by standard you know uh, medical insurance policies well illinois in illinois sadly it's not
2: okay Um, Naturopathic medicine is not yet licensed in Illinois. Our professional okay. organization is in the process of getting it licensed. Okay. Um, but there are a lot of other states where it is licensed okay. up to 16 to 20. You. Yep. Okay. And in a licensed state, we act as a primary care doctor, just like your general practitioner that you go to for an ear infection, a sore throat, mm-hmm. anything mm-hmm. that's, that's how we're educated and, and okay. trained.
1: Well, Illinois needs to get on the ball. I know. Them. Come on. Yeah, right? <laughs> I mean, they do. <laughs> I, I, you hear about this stuff. And no, I, re- I really do believe that. I think that's important. And also it gives people options because it, it, nothing is a one size fits all when it comes to medical stuff. So I think the more yes. options you have and the more choices that you can make for yourself, the better. And, and things like this just, to me, it makes sense. Absolutely.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, Dr. Nadine, you had talked a little bit um, earlier, just, you know, about your practice included acupuncture. And so for some people, I think that that can be a little intimidating. And can you just explain, tell us a little bit more about acupuncture, um, just a little more detail?
2: Yeah, absolutely. I get so much interest in acupuncture. Um, Mm -hmm. And it's acupuncture in it itself is very gentle as well. Um, And people sometimes are intimidated by the thought that there are needles. Yeah. Um, But the needles are very, very fine. Finer in some cases than a human hair. Um, They are always uh, fresh and they are always sterile. They're only used once. Um, It's pretty much painless, you might feel like a teeny tiny little sting when a needle is inserted. But I hardly ever get, you know, where it actually hurts. Mm -hmm. Um, So, so acupuncturists use needles to insert into particular points in the body. um, And basically, it's to unblock energy. So Chinese medicine believes, looks at the body as a whole as well, and believes that you have energy that runs through your whole body, or basically information. Sometimes it gets blocked, whether it's by a previous injury, whether it's by um, you know, a thought process or an emotion that's trapped somewhere. And we just use those points to unblock the energy so it moves freely. Does
1: that make sense? Yeah. Kind of. yeah,
2: I know kind of, it's a completely different way of looking at things other than the Western way.
1: Right,
0: yeah. And, and I, think, I mean, I, what, I was gonna say with acupuncture, is that, how does that treatment work? I mean, is it is it recommended monthly? Is it, you know, how does, does it depend on the individual?
2: Yes, absolutely. Again, the same answer. It depends on what's going on. If you're coming in with an acute rotator cuff problem, I want to do it, you know, maybe once or twice a week. And it's going to be specific, you know, to the shoulder, you're going to have points for pain, you're going to have points for stress and to relax. And then we're going to do maybe some um, soft tissue work. Um, And it might, you might only need treatment for four to six weeks. Um, but generally, and this goes for naturopathic medicine as well, the longer you've had a condition, the longer you can expect healing to take. So um, generally when you come in, it's not going to be a, just a, one treatment and then you're done.
1: Okay. Yeah. I've seen something too, where people they're, they're like, they call them seeds or they put them in their yep. ears and they leave them there. Yes. And that's ma'am. A, I know a form of, of acupuncture but it stays in the ear for a while yes it is and I do that as well okay Um, so the Chinese look at
2: different parts of the body especially the ear as a microcosm of the whole body Mm -hmm. and so like they have points in the ear for different areas like the spine or the head the Mm -hmm. thymus the heart the lungs and so we find those points and we put a seed on it with a little bit of adhesive and it stays there Right. Sometimes when you put it on, you know, it can be a little, it can hurt a
1: little bit. And then we know that's the correct point. Okay. That's so interesting to me. Yeah. Yeah. All right. And then I know also cupping and I know a little tiny bit about cupping, but I think, and we probably are seeing it now because in the Olympics or sometimes when you see athletes, they've just had a cupping treatment and they've got the big red circles all over their back or shoulder. So can you explain a little bit about what that is and how that works? I know. So it's
2: awesome that, you know, people are noticing these awesome treatments, but they probably look at that and go and are a little bit horrified because it looks like it was painful. It yeah. it's, it's not painful. <laughs> what you do is you take a cup and you use heat to create a vacuum in there and then you pop it on the body. Um, and the cups can be stationary or they can be moving. If they're moving, it's a great myofascial treatment. It loosens the muscle. It pulls the skin and the fascia away, gets Mm -hmm. all the fluids moving. If it's a stationary treatment, then um, you do it. It pulls the blood to the surface of the skin where Mm -hmm. it stays and then the body can flush it away. So it's Mm -hmm. really a detoxification treatment where you're just pulling stagnant fluid and then flushing it out.
1: Okay. I want that too. I want, I want the ear seeds. I want the cupping. <laughs> I <You laughs> want it all. a little you massage want <laughs> coming in for the full day treatment. <laughs> a
0: little acupuncture. Oh,
1: yeah, that would all of good. it.
0: That'd be good. Um, you had talked a little bit just earlier about just common treatments and talking about, you know, one of the methods would be highly looking at someone's diet and um, what's your thoughts on food sensitivity tests and, you know, is that, you know, you see all these things out there all the time, right? That you could just buy this kit at home. And um, would you recommend that for someone? Or what's your thoughts?
2: Oh, that is such a rabbit hole. And you have caught me (laughs) right on the cusp of some things. So yeah, so (laughs) the food, food allergy and food sensitivity tests have mixed results, I think. And I've used some kind, some kinds of, some different kinds of food intolerance testing and I've found them successful. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that it's very difficult to avoid a food for the rest of your life. And what I'm actually learning is that there are some brain, some limbic brain protocols that can actually get you out of some food intolerances. Um, basically, yeah, basically retraining your brain will cause you to not be intolerant to that food anymore. Yep. Uh, Wow. Yeah, I know. So, so I don't do a lot of food testing, I will. um, There is a test that I'm really interested in called the pulse test, where you first thing in the morning, you get up and you the first thing that you eat, you take your pulse, if your pulse increases, then you, that food is stressing your body out. Oh so, my goodness! yeah, right. I would be more likely to use a test like that where I can personally put my hands on someone and say, yep, your body is stressing out with this food. Mm-hmm. So um, I tend to use more personal tests rather than send them for a bajillion lab tests. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if that really answered your question. It's kind of a roundabout way to say that uh, food allergy testing and food intolerance testing is is a little bit dicey at best, in my opinion.
0: Yeah. Okay. Well, and I think it, I mean, I feel like as you age, you know, your hormones change, your body's changing. Yeah. And um, at least in my own personal experience, I've noticed that certain types of foods affect me now as I'm getting older versus, you know, when yes. I was younger. Um, and I always joked around before that um, I'm lactose intolerant. And I knew that at a young age, but your hormones change when you're pregnant. And so I have three kids. And so I said, I don't need a pregnancy test. I just need to drink milk. And then I can tell if I'm pregnant or not, because (laughs) I would, I could eat ice cream. I could drink a glass of milk and not have any issues, um, you know, due to that hormone change before. So, but yeah, yeah, I was just curious. You hear about so many different types of, you know, food sensitivity tests and people trying this or that. And we get that question all the time. All the time.
2: So Mm -hmm. the other aspect to that, that I think is that the integrity of your gut, I think plays into that a whole lot. And plus the amount of toxins that you're taking in, because if you're taking in a lot of toxins and your gut is compromised, then you're letting through those um, proteins that you don't want into your blood and the toxins they're getting into your system where they shouldn't be. And so Mm -hmm. that can create allergic and intolerant system, uh, symptoms and maybe you're not really intolerant to it does that make sense
1: yeah. yeah that's very interesting okay so much to think about here <laughs> and, and I know that um there's something called a meridian and I know that this is important in, in what you do and so is there a way to explain it to us um, I know we're kind of going getting into our time range here too but what can you tell us about how what that is and how it plays into this so in Chinese medicine,
2: um, how they visualize or quantify uh, the energy in the body, in, they quantify it into a flow. And it's basically just a pathway of information that they have named. Unfortunately, mm-hmm. they named it with um, organ names like liver meridian. So just because you have a meridian that's called a liver meridian doesn't mean your liver is compromised. Uh, the, a meridian, holds a set of characteristics, let's say, like the liver might, the liver meridian might have to do with hypertension and headaches Mm -hmm. uh, and causing blood to rush up to the head, but it doesn't necessarily mean that your liver enzymes are out of whack.
1: Okay. Does that kind of make sense? It does. How many different meridians are there then? So there are 12 plus, 12 major
2: and then there are some minor ones and then there are the Luo ones uh, basically there's ones that haven't even we haven't even learned about and that go at different depths in the body okay. so, so the Marid- we could
1: do a, another podcast on meridians alone right Probably, <laughs> Probably. It sounds, yeah <laughs> it sounds a little yeah, um, complicated okay. yeah okay it's interesting, interesting. Though.
0: yeah. Well, and so Dr. Nadine, how would someone go about getting in touch with you if they're listening to this podcast and wanted to, you know, take it, I guess, take you up on acupuncture or,
2: <laughs> yeah.
0: or all the things you so mentioned.
2: You can either email me at thrive naturally wellness at gmail.com. You can go to my website and all my contact is, is there. And that's just thrivenaturallywellness.com or you can call me or text me at 815-534-2001. Great. Perfect. Well, that's awesome.
0: Well, any other questions, Gina? I know Gina's probably oh, I have writing. So everything many, down. but yeah, well maybe <laughs> maybe off the air. I do
1: I do have I always have questions. But this has been so informative and it's just always for me really interesting to learn about some some other approaches to traditional things and traditional medical concerns. Um, I do feel that they can be very, very effective. And it's, it's great to learn and just sort of know what the options are. So I certainly appreciate your time helping educate us and our listeners and learn a little bit more about what you do in your clinic. Yeah, awesome. Well, thank you so much for letting me be here and
2: chat and talk about what I do.
0: No problem. Well, thank you. That's a wrap for today. And thank you for tuning in to our episode. Again, if you're interested in learning a little bit more about Dr. Nadine's services, you can email her at thrive naturally wellness at gmail.com. We hope you subscribe to our channel and until next time, let's continue to be great one five. Have a great day.